What's up, everybody? This is Stick to Football, and welcome to the first Mock Draft Monday. Myself and Mello, we're sitting in the Joplin studio. Mello, say hello. What's up, everybody? And Connor is in New York. That's right. What's going on, guys? <laughs> and we haven't been together on a show since the Combine, and we had so much fun. We said... We need to go to three shows a week in April because it's draft season. And so every Monday morning, we're going to put out a new mock draft. And this week, we got together, guys, and decided we're going to do something that I normally don't get to do, in, especially in written form. We're going to do what we would do with this mock draft. So no trades, but what we would do, not what we're hearing. So this will be a little more like true to our value. Uh, I have pick, picks one, four, seven, yada, yada, yada. Mello will pick second. Connor's going to pick third because he's a Jets fan. So yeah, let's right. <laughs> let's not waste any time. Let's jump right into it because we have to fly through 32 picks here. The Cleveland Browns at number one. I'm going to continue to go with not only what I am hearing, but what I would do. Sam Darnold, USC. He is the top quarterback on my board. I think the combination of toughness, football IQ. Yeah, there are some concerns with his game. There are concerns with all these quarterbacks game. I like Darnold as the best fit, especially for Cleveland. I feel like it's very... It, like environmentally specific in terms of the culture and what they, they need somebody who can handle all that pressure. He can do it. I agree with you. That's the safe pick right here. And like we've talked about many times before, they've got to get the quarterback, right? So go get the one that you think is the best in this class. All right. Number two, Mello, what would you do if you're the New York giants? Are you going to re- like reboot this entire thing with a quarterback? Or are you going to try to ride it out with Eli? And right. And this help? we are going what we think, what we want to do, not what we think is going to happen. So for me, I think Eli is done. This guy's shit. He can't play anymore. They should have replaced him (laughs) last year. So I'm going to take Josh Rosen, and I'm just going to totally start rebuilding this thing. You've got Odell Beckham still as of today. So I'm going to give Josh Rosen, he's got some targets, go rebuild this thing with a good quality young quarterback. Man, I couldn't agree more with that choice. And this is probably every Jets fan worst nightmare. you got Darnold and Rosen (laughs) off the board, but – do not have fear. Baker Mayfield at number three is what oh. I would do in this situation. A guy that fits into that locker room with Jamal Adams under Todd Bowles with Jeremy Bates in his offense. A guy that can win a lot of football games. I think he could blossom in New York. And I think if that's how the board falls, this is the pick the Jets have to make. Uh, I feel so sorry for you that this is the position we've put you in where you but have. Not surprising. Yeah, not surprising. So that puts me. Uh, on the board at pick four, the Cleveland Browns are back on the clock, and I'm going to go Saquon Barkley, best player in the draft. And it was a month ago that I was talking about all the buzz was maybe they just take Saquon at one. If they love him, maybe they just take him. Now, because of this trade up, unless the Giants take him at two, they don't even have to worry about it. They can get their quarterback, and they can get the best player in the class in Saquon Barkley. And holy shit, that backfield is amazing, which I also said about Andrew Luck and Trent Richardson. Yeah, very, very true. So we'll see how that works out for you. I feel like you guys just get to come here and draft your favorite players, basically. And then you're up at five with Denver. I'm just going to keep throwing curveballs because, again, this is what I would do. If I'm the Denver Broncos and I'm sitting there, I'm not taking a guy like Josh Allen. I'm going to go sure up that offensive line. I'm going to take Quentin Nelson here at five. I think that makes a ton of sense. Uh, You got Case Keenum on a two-year deal. Me and Matt have talked about this, I think, on last week's show. Go get an awesome offensive line prospect. Build that and kind of ride it out with two years. You can get your quarterback maybe next year. Number six with the Colts. This is a dream scenario for the Colts. Not only did they trade back from three and get three extra second-round picks, now at number six, they still get the guy they wanted at three, and that's Bradley Chubb. You get a pass rusher. You keep building out what's a very, very weak roster. 
just surrounded as much talent as possible. Bradley Chubb is the ideal pick at six for them. Well, since Melo's thrown curveballs and has completely fucked my big board, now that I'm <laughs> up with Tampa at seven, I'm going to make it Fitzpatrick. I think safety is the clear-cut biggest need on this entire roster. they got to get someone. Minka, um, I, I don't think he's Jamal Adams. I don't think he's Jalen Ramsey, but I do think he's a very good player and also a great leader. I mean, he's a culture-building type guy. Uh, comes in, and he's probably your best secondary player right out of the gate coming out of Bama. So now you're up at eight. With you took Bears. my guy. That's I know. I saw I that. Go. <laughs> I was like, oh, Minka's falling here. But I also took to Twitter to just see what do these fans want their team to do. And I had one person say, you got to get me Minka. And I had another guy say Denzel Ward. So if you can't get Minka in that secondary, go ahead and get the best corner in this class with Denzel Ward. Can't believe Josh Allen is still on the board. Hey, we're at pick number uh, nine and no Josh Allen. No Uh Josh Allen yet. And speaking of that pick number nine, Matt, you're San Francisco 49ers. You let me make the Jets pick. I think it's only right I make you my VP here and let you help me out. What should the Niners do right now at nine? Panic because you guys, (laughs) this is not a great situation. I, I think in this spot you would want to trade out and let someone come up and get Josh Allen if it were to fall like this. But I would just go with Tremaine Edmonds at this point. Just get the rangy linebacker. We don't know what the hell is going on with Ruben Foster. So go get your linebacker. And they do have still a big need at edge. I'm one of the people that thinks that Tremaine Edmonds could actually work as an edge. If that's where you want him to play, because he has that size. He's kind of like Leonard Floyd when he was coming out of Georgia. Mellow. Well, you get to go back. You get to go back to oh, back. I get here, to go right? back to back. Yeah, My bad. Right. Sorry guys. I'm, <laughs> I, I can read. I promise. So the Oakland Raiders, what a weird team this is right now with everything that the John Gruden's doing, cutting, uh, Marquis King, just, you know, just replacing all out. these young, good quality players with old, old shitty people. guys that were probably drafted the last time it he was a coach. feels like John Fox is running the show there. I don't love this pick, but it makes the most sense. Roquan Smith is what I would do here. Um, I, I, I was tempted to maybe go Connor Williams at offensive tackle because I do think they need to get younger there. But I, I think Roquan just fills such a huge need for this team where they've been so weak through the middle of the field. Now you maybe have somebody who can lock down some tight ends. That's a that's a good pick. I'm on board with that. I'm also very happy to make this next selection at, <laughs> at number 11, 11 overall. I'm going to take your boy Josh Allen, not in the top 10, to the Miami Dolphins. So if people don't listen to the Friday show, they don't know that we have a tattoo bet. If Josh Allen goes top 10, you get a natty like tramp stamp. If he goes 11 to 32, I get a boulevard tattoo on my arm. Right. And the way that we're doing this, we're doing no trades. Yeah, but obviously, if it falls like this, somebody's trading up to take Josh Allen. But the way it falls right here on our board, Josh Allen, 11 to the Miami Dolphins. And no Natty Light Tramp stamp for you. I was going to say, in a a move that no one expected, Mello survives the bet. Josh Allen goes outside the top 10. Number 12, this is the Buffalo Bills, a team that we know they want to move up, but it's no guarantee that a team will let them. So if they make this pick at 12, I think it should be Isaiah Wynn out of Georgia. He's a guy that I've heard teams believe he can play tackle at the next level, but he can be a Pro Bowl level guard. So if you're the Bills, really build that offensive line for the when you do get the chance to take a quarterback and Wynn is the second best offensive line prospect in this class in my eyes. And honestly, man, this is something we should talk about because we all assume Buffalo is going to trade up. But what if it is a scenario where everybody's like, no, we don't want to trade with you. Two teams picking ahead of them are in their division. They're not going to trade with them. So it, th- this could very well happen. Uh, I'm up at 13 with Washington. I'm going to go Derwin James. I think safety is a, a gigantic need for them. Uh, you know, the Sua Cravens pick didn't work out. They traded him to Denver. They have a need. 
I think Derwin's versatility, he can he really blurs that line between free and strong. This is not Sean Taylor. <laughs> no one is. I, I know everyone wants Taylor. it to be, but he is a very good prospect. He is a very solid prospect, and you get some playmakers on that defense that they need, uh, which is what I'm going to do at pick number 14 to the Green Bay Packers. I'm going to go get some edge help. I'm going to get a guy, Marcus Davenport. We thought even earlier in this year he might go top 10, but we're sliding him here to 14. I think that's a solid pickup for Green Bay. They get a playmaker on defense immediately. Yeah, I really like Marcus Davenport. And you and I were talking about him before we started recording of he is so raw, but his range is so good. And we saw in Mobile guys him get better every day of the week. And something we when we did our mock draft, uh, I guess that was almost two weeks ago now, he was a guy that, that kind of fell a little bit. And Connor, I know you and I had to talk about him uh, in our show. It's almost like he has become the forgotten dude in this class but is a, like, a really, really intriguing edge prospect. So I'm a fan of his. Moving on, next to 15th overall, the Arizona Cardinals. This is a team that I think really wants a quarterback, but it would shock me if they took a Lamar Jackson or Mason Rudolph at 15. I think if they trade back, maybe they take one of those guys. So I went with Connor Williams. I think they've done a pretty solid job of trying to figure out this interior, at least signing Justin Pugh. But now they have a clear hole at tackle. And I think Connor Williams is this is kind of where his range begins to start. And they might not want to wait and take a chance and just make the pick right there for him. So I've made this next pick so many times that if <laughs> Calvin Ridley doesn't play for the Baltimore Ravens, I will never know who he plays for. You know, like we do yeah. so many of these mock drafts and things, and you just get used to projecting certain guys to certain teams like Minka Fitzpatrick to the Buccaneers. And then in three years, I'll be like, Wait, who does he play for? Because I thought he played for Baltimore. The Ravens still need wide receiver help. I know they're bringing in all these old dudes um, who can't play, and they're failing physicals for the guys they overpay. I'm not a huge fan of of what they've done. Um, I think Michael Crabtree is slow. I think John Brown's always hurt. So I, I just I think they need this guy, and they definitely need someone who can be the future of that wide receiver core after missing on Brashad Perriman. So bring in Calvin Ridley. Keep that Alabama connection going with Ozzie Newsom for one more year until he retires. You know they're going to take somebody from Bama, and he just happens to fill a need, and he's the best guy yeah, out there right, right now. So, yeah, I agree with you there. Number 17, again, what I'm going to do, I'm going to just take a badass motherfucker. <laughs> the Los Angeles Chargers, they're not in San Diego anymore. I'm going to take our boy, Leighton Vander Esch. I, I'm not going to argue with this pick. I, this is probably my second favorite pick that we've made thus far just because he is such a good fit, and like you said, just come in and just be a badass, man. And with his range, what he can do as a three-down player, it really fills out that defense. I mean, they that that could be a scary good defense. It's already a pretty good defense, but it could be scary good with him playing middle linebacker with what they have with Bosa, Corey Legit, Melvin Ingram, those corners. I mean, Casey Hayward's been an all pro. That that's a pretty damn good defense, real quick. And that's the best way to help Phillip Rivers is have a defense that can actually get some stuff done. Yeah, I like getting a guy for the middle of the defense that could run around and make plays. And speaking of a defense that is starting to go through a little bit of a surprise retooling phase, the Seattle Seahawks at 18th overall. I, it, I'm surprised cornerback Josh Jackson fell this far, but I mean, I love him there. Listen, you you cut ties with Richard Sherman. You get in a guy that has potential to be a you know a number one or, or really good number two corner in Josh Jackson with ball skills for that Seattle defense. That's such a great fit, and it, yeah, that might be corner. Yep, who's not, not super fast, fast enough though. I, I do really like that one. All right, Dallas at nineteen. I'm gonna put one of Melo's favorite players in this whole draft to the Cowboys, Rashawn Evans. You like the linebackers this year? I do. 
They need another linebacker. Anthony Hitchens goes to Kansas City. You need an athlete. I think he and Jalen Smith give them a great foundation, you know, with Sean Lee uh, getting close to riding off into the sunset. Dallas needs to go defense throughout this entire draft. I, I loved that they picked up Alan Hearns in free agency and, and maybe take a little pressure off the front office to draft a receiver early. So now you get that really, really athletic strong side backer who I, I think can also bring something as a pass rusher if you want him to. Yeah, I agree with you there. And you and Connor keep jumping up and taking guys that I plan on <laughs> taking later. We've talked to you. We've been talking picks. about it for a yeah, year. We I, know what each other are going to do. I'll have somebody typed into our document here, and then next thing I know, you're copying and pasting him up to your pick. For my pick, number 20 overall to the Detroit Lions, I'm going with another Twitter vote. They said, give me Darius Geis. Give oh, him a running that. back. I love that pick They can so go much. take some pressure off Matt Stafford and the rest of that offense. And you're in the NFC North. Like, run the football. Get back to some of that. And this offense will flourish if you help them out and get them some running back help. And just, I think that fits Matt Patricia so much of we're just going to be angry and we're going to run between the tackles and what they've done, even, you know, retooling their offensive line this offseason. That that would be a scary team. And I know that division's really good, but I think Detroit is so close. And what they have now with the coaching staff, the GM, I think Matt Stafford is still a really good quarterback. And now you could probably put Amir Abdullah in a true third down roll if you have Darius guys in there that's a that's a really good pick so at 21 for the Bengals I did not have this as a need circled for them but I can't pass up the value of Harold Landry here at 21 overall they've talked about maybe playing Carl Lawson a little bit off the ball more this year which I I don't love that plan but if you're truly going to do it if you get some kind of pass rush duo of Carlos Dunlap Jordan Willis uh, you know with Geno Atkins in the middle and you have Landry, you have your pass rush for the future if you get a piece like that in Landry. So this is one of those scenarios where best player available is just too good to pass up. Harold Landry to the Bengals. So uh, the Buffalo Bills, because they were not able to trade up earlier. <laughs> I'm not drafting a quarterback here. There's no quarterback that I would draft to pick 22 uh, that's that's not already been taken. Uh, so I'm going to go Mike McGlinchey because I think right tackle is an enormous need for them. I feel like he has become underrated in this class somehow some way plug him in I, I he can have a Jack Conklin like impact at right tackle get Jordan Mills out of the starting lineup yes they need a quarterback and I know how we all feel about AJ McCarron and Nathan Peterman but this is what happens when you I guess you know catch your chickens before they hatch I mean, or however that you, goes if you have AJ McCarron you're set for the future you don't need to draft right. a quarterback <laughs> Yeah, the only thing that's set with AJ McCarron is him with that hot wife that he has. And him getting some sweet-ass tattoos. Yeah, so I want to go quarterback there for them, but I just, I'm not going to draft Lamar Jackson at 22. Sorry. I'm with you there. Uh, I got next pick here, number 23, Los Angeles Rams. What I'm doing is I'm going to take my man crush, Will Hernandez, because I love this guy. They've addressed so many needs via free agency. Uh, So just go help Todd Gurley, help your young quarterback out, take Will Hernandez, plug him in. He'll start from day one. Dang. And looking back at the Bills now with this draft, yes, they didn't move up, which will disappoint fans, but you got Isaiah Wynn and Mike McGlinchey. You're starting to build a serious foundation on the offensive line there for when a quarterback does get put into place. But back to 24, Carolina Panthers, Cortland Sutton. Get Cam Newton a playmaking wide receiver. This guy is explosive. He's big. He can jump through the roof. Very, very comparable to Alshon Jeffrey. Get Cam Newton some help. Cortland Sutton would be a ton of fun in Carolina. That's such a, such a Panthers just pick, like a big yeah. receiver. That's what they need. That's what they always get. 
Well, now I'm up with Tennessee, and you guys have taken all the edge rushers, which is what I really wanted. <laughs> and I don't love the value of any of the inside linebackers. They address corner uh, really well in free agency. So I, it kind of almost becomes like a, a best player available type pick. I'm trying to, to channel my Mike Vrabel. I'm going to go with Deron Payne from Alabama. I think he just fits that style uh, that, that Vrabel's going to try to bring in. The other guy I would consider here uh, would be Sam Hubbard, uh, an Ohio State guy. Vrabel's an Ohio State guy. Uh, they may have even... No, they may have overlapped there together a little bit. But I think Deron Payne, we saw in the playoffs who he can be if used as someone who is asked to penetrate, to to make splash plays, and he was tremendous in that role. I think he would help fill out a front seven defensively that's pretty bad in Tennessee. They're going to have to rework that thing, and, and he's a good starting point. You're good there. I like Deron Payne a lot. I'm going to stick with some other Alabama guys. You talked about it earlier with Calvin Ridley and how you've just done so many of these mock drafts that that player, you just think, oh, he already plays there. Well, I'm at number 26 overall to the Atlanta Falcons. I fully expected I would get Isaiah Wynn <laughs> right. at the later end of the first round here, but I didn't. Connor stole him from me, so I'm going to take a big, strong, hard-hitting safety in Ronnie Harrison, also from Alabama. Love Ronnie Harrison. He's still my third safety, and I don't know why he doesn't get talked about more. Maybe just because Minka's so good, he does get overshadowed. And Derwin, they're just such special Derwin, yeah. talents in this Here's draft. what's crazy, and I realize I probably fucked this up, and I didn't draft Vita Vey because I wanted a penetrator. I didn't want a nose tackle, but he's still on the board. Which it is, is insane value. Yeah, top 15 but there's, player potentially still on the board. There's another guy still on the board. Listen, for the Saints, my my backup plan here, if the board broke really weird, was to take Lamar Jackson and let him sit for a while. But this board is too good to pass up. Mike Hughes, the corner out of UCF, you get not only an electric return man, but a guy that can play across from Marshawn Lattimore with ball skills. Nobody would be throwing on the Saints if they can find a way to land a top 20 player like Hughes at 27th overall. Yeah, I like that a lot. Pittsburgh at 28. I, I think it has to be linebacker. I really do. I'm going to go Malik Jefferson. I know it's a little bit of a reach. Damn it. <laughs> Sorry. But the athleticism, I, I think, fits them so well. So there are going to be teams where this is not a good value. But I think for Pittsburgh it is because they're going to keep him clean with those big boys up front and just let him go be an athlete, run around, make plays. So I, I know for some people they're going to be like, they're going to be screaming Texas Homer and they're going to be screaming reach. But I, I truly believe that he is a good fit in that defense. I love his versatility in this defense. I've said it a million times before. You can use him on the edge. You can use him at middle linebacker. He fits Pittsburgh. Just the whole personality, yeah. everything about him. Uh, pick number 29 here, Jacksonville. I'm going again with what I would do. I'm not drafting a quarterback because I'm going to ride it out with Blake Bortles. <laughs> I'm going to take the best tight end on the board and one of the best skill position players in this draft, tight end Mike Gusecki. That's your boy. That that's like that's that number eight upset. Yeah, eight over one upset. The the Loyola of the uh, the brackets on Fridays. I don't. And that team that I team like that loves pick. to throw. Yeah, that team loves to throw to their tight ends in the red zone because Blake Bortles is their quarterback. So yeah, yeah. I mean, go get the guy that is the best red zone tight end in this class, probably. And I know they signed Niles Paul and ASJ, but I don't think either of those guys are anything special. They're going to be true difference makers. So number 30, the Minnesota Vikings. I knew this would happen. I can't not take Billy Price here. This is a team <laughs> with not a lot of needs, and you get a versatile interior offensive lineman. I like Price a little bit better than James Daniels. I truthfully like Frank Ragno better than both of them when he's fully healthy. And I have no guarantee that that's the case right now. It's a question of 
How will he come back? Hopefully great because he looks like a first-round player in this class. It's just always the question of health. So Billy Price for that Minnesota Vikings interior line. I think I've shared this on the show before, but just in case. I mean, I, when I talked to him right after the injury, he thought it was a three-month type turnaround. So hopefully he will be back. And I actually had this in one of my mock drafts recently, Connor, where it was like, just let me go Ohio State. Like, you got Pat Elfline last yeah. year, get Billy Price this year, and let's just go fuck shit up because – the interior of that line would be so damn good if they were able to swing this. So Protect I meant your investment. Yeah, right. And you get Dalvin Cook coming back. So New England 31, and I maybe gave away this pick six picks ago. I'm going to go with Vita Vea. <laughs> I do not think he's going to be here, but I also think that Bill Belichick is going to see a Haloti Nada type player, maybe an in shape Vince Wilfork, if anyone can remember what that looked like. But he has been, Belichick has been at more pro days of D linemen and linebackers. It makes me yes. think, and I know they've been aggressive. They really have been. Uh, they, they traded for Danny Shelton. They, they've been super aggressive up front. And this is not like a need pick, but it's what they should do to stack up on value. Because even though you trade for Shelton, I don't think he's a guy you're re-signing. So why not just stack up because you're the Patriots and you're going to win anyway. So you can do this. I agree with you there. I like it. They do like their interior alignment, kind of like Malcolm Brown a couple years ago. Yeah. All right. Pick number 32 for me to the Eagles. I really don't know what the hell I'm going to do. Everybody that I wanted to take here uh, is gone. I was going to try to get my boy Rob, a linebacker, but you took Malik Jefferson. So I think I'm just going to go with a tackle and get Colton Miller off the board. He's probably, what, your third? Third tackle. Third tackle. Yeah. So yeah. he feels a need here. It's maybe not a sexy pick, but that's the one I'm going to You also do. never know when Lane Johnson's going to get suspended again. So you have to have protection yeah. like this in place just in case. I did not think we were going to go through. I thought this was going to be an hour and a half long show. So We were pretty good. I don't want to go just yet, though. I want to ask you guys. First, what was your favorite pick you made that you can't believe you got that player for that team at that spot? Oh man, that's a that is a great question. I think mine's probably Derwin James at thirteen. Is yeah, a surprise for me, and just for such a great fit. And he is a player, and I know we said we're keeping out like what we hear, but he's a player that's been linked to Washington. I think he's a guy who's rising just as people more people watch film, and especially if you go back to twenty sixteen and watch the film, he was so good that year, and then got hurt, and he was a little slow coming back this year, or excuse me, twenty fifteen before he got hurt, and then slow coming back this year, but. I think he's a damn good player, and he's a great athlete, too. Milo, what do you think? Uh, my favorite pick that I made for myself here is because I'm not going to have to explain some shitty tattoo to my daughters later <laughs> in life. So it's going to be that number 11, Josh Allen, falling out of the top 10. I also just think he fits in there. He's like uh, you know, a good athletic quarterback that they already have, Tannehill. Yeah. But he's better. He's stronger. He's more yeah. athletic. And Tannehill really hasn't done much for the Dolphins, so they get a better quarterback prospect, and I don't get a Natty Light tattoo. And, Connor, when we went to get our, our tattoos for, for Bartender Dan, we talked to the tattoo artist about Mello's tramp stamp, and the dude's all about it. So Oh, he's probably excited. He's so <laughs> excited. Yeah, they had the ideas of, like, having a can of Natty Light and having it pouring down my ass crack <laughs> as a tattoo. So we'll see what happens uh, it's there. It's great. It's going to be oh so great. How, what's yours? What's your favorite pick, man? Other than uh, Baker I, to the Jets, I know. Yeah, I do love Baker to the Jets at three. I would. I mean, obviously, Rosen would be great, but Baker would be awesome as well. Uh, 27, Mike Hughes to the Saints. I don't think Mike Hughes makes it out of this top 20, but you want to talk about a locked, potential lockdown corner duo. You got Marshawn Lattimore and Mike Hughes. 
that Saints team has gone from an offensive juggernaut to a team that takes away the football. And that's an impressive turnaround to do. So if you want to make a deeper run in the postseason, get guys with ball skills that can get the ball back to that electric offense. That's what the Saints did when they did win the Super Bowl. They had a bunch of guys that just created turnovers. And if they get a guy like Mike Hughes, Look out for them in the NFC South. Yeah, and or, and they had Bounty Gate, so they were paying guys to go get the football. Whatever it takes. There was uh, there were a couple guys that I'm surprised didn't go. James Daniels from Iowa, uh, which he's a center, so you know I could see that value where teams are like, okay, well, he's only really going to work in his own scheme. He's a center. Maybe we don't force him into the first round. Um, Mello plucked Colt Miller right there at the end. He would have been a surprise for me. I do think that there's the chance we could see a run on corners that would push a guy like Isaiah Oliver from Colorado into the first round. Yeah, I agree. And and I I also like that we only had two receivers go in the first round because I do feel like that's true to form, that it's probably going to be Calvin Ridley and Cortland Sutton. From everything I've heard, that's what's going to happen. And I guess DJ Moore from Maryland... Eh, maybe even still not top in the first 40. round. Yeah. Chark yeah. from LSU is probably I, top yeah, 45. I think like Connor said, top 40. You'll see a lot of those receivers go at the top of round two, but nobody's going to come back into the first round to get an unproven receiver. All right, before we hop off, no Lamar Jackson either. Is that surprise either of you? That does not surprise me. Um, his stock has been falling drastically with just everything from the agent, like not being able to get a hold of him, not working out the way he should be. So it doesn't surprise me at all that he's fallen out of the first round. If I was a betting man, I think he finds his way into the first round, a team either coming back into round one or just teams are so quarterback desperate, but it doesn't surprise me that in our mock, he didn't make it because the way the board fell, it just seemed like there were better fits at places he would have gone, whether it was the Saints, whether it was Arizona at 15, which is a little early. So in the way this mock fell, not terribly surprising. Yeah, and I think if he goes around one, he's going to be one of those guys that people trade back up for. Someone tries to get that too. fifth somebody year. Will, yeah, somebody will work back yeah. into the first round because you want to get that fifth-year option for your quarterback. Yeah, but it is. I mean, you start to get outside of, like, you guys are sitting in the top 15, and you almost have to look at teams that would go quarterback to the future, whether it's Baltimore, the Chargers just reportedly worked him out. Patriots. Um, Patriots. <laughs> Gosh, that would be so Belichick, right, to just be like, eh, screw well, it. Shit. Yeah, the right? Saints, Steelers. Yeah, Patriots. A lot of teams there at the end of round one could could get our guy Lamar Jackson. All right, that was a fun one. Um, I bet next week's is a hell of a lot longer now that we know how quickly we can rip <laughs> through these picks. But uh, if you guys miss our voices, you can get on Apple Podcasts, subscribe to Stick to Football for the month of April. And I feel like a fucking car salesman. You're gonna get a podcast Monday. You're gonna get a podcast Wednesday. You're gonna get a podcast Friday. So we can carry you through. What for us? It's like 28 degrees outside and snowing. It's crazy yeah, it's weather. Just shitty weather. There's not right good sports on. I don't care about March Madness. Baseball is not fun yet. The Royals suck. So <laughs> it, it's draft season. That's all we got until hockey playoffs. So exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Playoffs. You can't wait. And this is <laughs> mock draft Monday number one of four. So you get yes. four of these, which is going to be awesome. And of course, we'll do dra- actual draft grades after draft week. Yeah. All right. That's our first mock draft Monday. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this little snackable sized podcast. We'll talk to you soon.